Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? listening to the best best friends podcast in the world on our we're back in our business dan we're back we're back to man it, i feel, this feel is, like a little out of practice yeah so it's grassroots gonna, we're, we're grassroots here yeah this is grassroots of the podcast this yeah. is uh we're going back to what we uh what we do best guys yeah this is um what is it uh core values this is core values dan <laughs> core values of the podcast yeah some, some people it's, it's, will get that it's not going to be, it's not going to be just, you know, beer and bullshit. It's going to be beer and bullshit, but we have a guest. We have a guest. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Like I said, welcome back to the greatest podcast to exist in the history of podcasts. It's your number one source for all things craft beer related. It's the internationally acclaimed Cindy Crawford approved podcast of hops. High fives. Wait. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, I got it right. right. There you go. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And friendship. I am your host, the crispiest of boys, the man of mucho emocionalis. Tonight will be the night that I will fall for you over again. Over. It's Tom. Emo, emo Tom. Emo Tom. <laughs> there we go. And I'm your other host, the hot master general, the Roars for Rousenick. Throw me a crisp, Tom. Hell yeah. It's Hell there. yeah. Mm. Speaking of crisp bloggers. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for joining us again for another another week of, dare I say, tomfoolery. Ah. And shenanigans. Mm. Beer related shenanigans. I couldn't find any. Oh, okay, thanks, Siri. Um <clears throat> I couldn't find any shenanigans in your podcast. Yes, yeah, stupid Siri. Doesn't think we're funny. She can never, never has the answers for anything. Never. Chat, chat GPT has the answers to everything. Yeah, I wish my phone had that instead of Siri. And it's learning, which is great. <laughs> it's what you want. You want your, you want your machines to learn and to uh, eventually be able to take over the world. Self-aware. Become yeah. self-aware. Self-aware. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. It is the, uh, you it's well established the best year that we've had so far. It's been a great, it's been a great mix, a great playlist. Yeah. So, um, if you're new, if you're new to the, the podcast, uh, we have, uh, Zodiac years, much like, uh, Chinese new years, but it's the podcast new year. Um, we started out strong with the year of the butt rock. That was the year, uh, year of the Lord, uh, man, Chad Kroger, um, the <laughs> 2021, if, if, if anything is going to set the pace for our music uh, themed uh, seasons, man, butt rock was the first one. To yeah. Just really 
lay the trail down for the yep. future. So that was 2021, 2022 fell off a little bit. It, it came it fell, in, it, it came in strong. Yeah. But uh, we definitely uh, we definitely showed our asses down the road because we ran out of songs. <laughs> yeah, we ran out of songs. And you you would think it, it, 2022 was the year of the late 90s, early 2000s hip hop. And you think you would never run out of that. But 54 Man. songs is tough. 52, 54, something like that. 52, yeah. 50. I don't know. 50, I would say like 50 at the most. Yeah. 50 songs. We, uh, yeah, we struggled at 45. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we we started to fall off. I would say we started to fall off around like thirty. <laughs> the last twenty weeks were like ugh, touch and go there for a while. Um, but yeah, we're we're back. Twenty twenty uh twenty twenty three brought us the year that we're in now. It's and it's just the best playlist. It might be the best play. I, I'm very fond of uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> um. <laughs> It's it's definitely one that is easy to put together. Um, uh, the most fun playlist. We're getting in our feels again, yeah. like we're in college. Yep. <laughs> um, so everybody, it is twenty twenty three mo, and the podcast is starting right now. Peak emo. Oh yeah. Peak emo. <laughs> It'll make, you, it'll make you feel happy while you're feeling sad. I know, right? <laughs> I think that's what, like, peak emo did. It was always, like, peak emo always had, like, that upbeat, like, yeah. rhythm with just, like, it sounded happy, but the guy was just dying inside. <laughs> yeah. It's all like, I'm sad I lost you. I don't know what to do with my life. I'm just over in the kitchen in my like late thirties having a bop to it. Yeah. My, life 30s, is, my life is kids. falling apart right now. <laughs> late 30 wife and kid just over there, like singing emo lyrics and having a bop while I, while I make my daughter Mac and cheese. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, honestly by cartel cartel i think oh, yeah. is, is cartel local no i don't think so are you sure i'm pretty sure they weren't um yeah no you're right georgia they're from georgia yeah they're georgia you're yeah. thinking of carousel uh Kings, oh, maybe well, maybe they were from they're actually from lancaster hmm. they were emo there you go um who else is from uh lancaster is that august burns red uh they recorded out there. I thought they were from like Langhorn or something. No, maybe I don't know. They might have been from Lancaster though too. That Who whole knows? area was like rife with stuff, rife with the hardcore, yeah. rife with the metal. A perfect segue for us to go into the uh, <laughs> the lo-fi there. <laughs> ah, you thought I was gonna bring on the the brewer, but gotcha. Ah, yeah. All gotcha. right, everybody. Uh, you know what that lo-fi music means? Subscribe, rate, review, everybody, or subscribe. Follow rate review. We need to. Yeah, they don't subscribe anymore. I'm I'm changing it right now, so I don't I don't keep making that mistake. So while Tom is changing the teleprompter, guys, follow rate and review the podcast, guys. Uh, follow the podcast on all major podcast platforms. Uh, give us a rating, Tom. What's that rating? Five star party. Five star party, guys. Give us five stars. Uh, give us whatever top rating. Um, you have on your podcast platform. Maybe it's um, bottle caps. Who knows? Us, 
Who Clown, knows? Yeah, maybe it's faces? like untapped. I don't know. Smiley faces. I don't know yeah. what it is. I don't know what you listened on. So, who knows what goes on on Deezer? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one goes to Deezer. But hey, if you're listening to us on Deezer, we appreciate you. But anyway, guys, yeah. So give us a rating, five stars. Uh, give us a review. Uh, this is where you can get creative. I think you can only leave reviews on Apple so far. But hey, if you can leave them anywhere else, do it. Um, but leave us a review. Uh, be fun, creative, scathing reviews. I'm still waiting for like a real hate-filled review of our oh, podcast. Yeah. It's been three years and nobody is, we haven't filled anybody with too much hate. You would think the bit would give us uh, a really scathing review, but. You no, know, the bit loves us. Man, he's um, just, he's just a trooper. I could think of two guys who could probably like really lay down a scathing review about us. <laughs> I know one person who could probably lay down a really scathing review about me. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, all right. And, uh, and guys, as always, uh, like we said, review the best way to support us non-monetarily, but if you do want to support us monetarily, there's two ways to do it. You can go into our link tree, um, in the, our bio of our Instagram, uh, there's a listener support section there. You can go in there, donate um, some money to us. Uh, I mean, that's great. We put out free, we put out all this yeah. stuff for free. So uh, support the podcast. Yeah. So I don't have to do an OnlyFans with my feet. We don't, we leave it up to viewers and listeners like you. Um, and the best way to support us monetarily is Dan Twitch sub with Prime Twitch.tv slash best best friends pod sub with prime with with prime yeah it does not cost you a thing it's free if yeah. you have a prime membership and who does log in it's 2023 mo how who doesn't have a who doesn't have a prime membership any uh, this day and age exactly so if yes, you have a pr sub with prime it's free for you and jeff bezos gets to you know, throw a couple shekels our way. Yeah, we Make get some money off of that. We get a little bit, little, little, little chunk of coin from old Daddy Bays. Old Zaddy Bezos over there. Yeah. Um, and as always, guys, we are a part of the Hopped Up Network. Hopped Up Network is an ever growing group of independent craft beer podcasts, much like our own. If you like our podcast, you might like some of the others on the network. Go check them out at www.hoppedupnetwork.com. Instagram at Hopped Up Network. All right. You. You. Uh, <laughs> your <laughs> fat Joe was noticed in the I back. Know, I, saw, I, I saw him. Uh, I saw him saunter his way behind me. I was like, Jesus Christ, Joe, um, you're embarrassing me. Um, uh, no comments. Yeah, no, comments. no, no, no. We don't. Yeah, no, nah, we don't. We don't like to air our dirty. No, it's it's all, it's all. It's all. We wait for the post stream when we're nice and lubed up. Yeah, yeah. Um, I look. The bit is even. He's trying to get into his friends' phones to write a review. Uh, that's dedication yeah what so the bit what you really do is you get burners burners uh burner reviews he clearly hasn't seen the wire so yeah um, yeah and uh yeah fat joe is thick yeah i don't know where he went he probably went to eat most <laughs> he might have eaten another cat who knows i'm i'm not a betting man but i bet he's hungry <laughs> all right let's uh let's bring our guest on here um guys we have a we have a, a, a special guest this is one this is a brewery that is near and dear to dan and i's heart um should be near and dear to your, all of your hearts um this is yeah, if you li lived in or around us and you started drinking craft beer around the time we started drinking craft beer in the early aughts uh we might have these baby faces but we've been in the game a while so yeah um I mean, 
we have these baby faces, but we have these beer riddled dad bods. So, oh man, <laughs> yeah, this black t-shirt's hiding a lot of sin right now. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you notice it's slimming <laughs> and, and, and I wear a lot of dark colors and that's all. <laughs> yeah. There's a good reason for that. You're not going to see me in Heather Gray over here where you can clearly see where I keep my beers on a shelf. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, these guys are uh, part of, as as Dan likes to call them, the part of the old guard of PA the Craft old guard. Um, Yeah, so we have the head brewer from Lancaster Brewing Company, Mark Braunworth. Let's bring him on, Mark. Oh yeah, that's right. We can't do that. Come on. There you got him. There we go. There he is. There he is. We're here. (laughs) I didn't like that close up, man. I saw my second chin and I freaked out. (laughs) 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 Um, All right, Mark, thank you very much for for coming on with us tonight. Um, We're going to be drinking some delicious Lancaster beer. um, And I I feel like this is going to be like one of those like nostalgia runs. Yeah, the, there, the, there's going to be like, remember when you guys used to make this? Remember that was well, even cool. with the beer, man. The beer we're drinking tonight, we got uh, these are these are some beers from from years years past that are are going to bring back some uh some good memories. Um, so we're going to be drinking some Lancaster beers. I'm going to be talking to Mark, and uh, what do you say we get into our first beer, Dan? I'm ready. All right. So Mark, we, you ready? Yeah. Some beer. Right. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Dan. I'll bring <laughs> I'll bring this up real quick. Uh let's bring right. up our untap here. We'll bring up the first beer that we are going to be doing for this evening. There it Tom's is. Tom's got the right one. There it goes. There we go. All getting right. Kolsch with it. All right, guys. So we're gonna be doing the Kolsch by Lancaster Brewing Company. Uh German style Kolsch pays homage to the traditional beer of Cologne. It pours a pale straw color and delivers that floral hop notes and smooth malt character. I don't know why I'm reading off of yours. I have it right here. <laughs> From extended cold aging, crisp, flavorful, and refreshing. Our German style Kolsch is perfect for any occasion. I love uh, love the description here. I always say uh, I like the extended cold aging because when people ask, you know, what's a Kolsch, I say it's the closest you're going to get to a lager without it getting lagered. It is. It is a Kolsch. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a it's a unique style in itself. Um, that that you do have this super light, clean German ale uh, treated like a lager. Um, we use some nice Perla and Tetanang hops, um, which give it that nice floral, herbal kind of earthy flavor and aroma, almost like mossy. Ooh, in the grand I like scheme that. of things, but I, I like to say it's beer flavored beer yeah there we like go it. um i'm gonna start using mossy more because ooh. that is the that is i the, like that the first time i've heard that as a description for a beer but now i'm gonna search for mossy in every beer that i have and just be yeah. like you know what <laughs> kind of mossy all right dan you ready to I mean, crack- it's, it's- oh, oh go ahead oh, you ready to crack this thing daniel i think i'm ready okay yep <laughs> all right three two one all right Going straight from the tap there, Dan. Are you pouring out? Oh no, I I brought the uh, I brought the ideal glassware for this. So got the, 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 stonge. Oh, did you get the stonge out. The stonge. There we go. Does it so, have the line on it? Yes. Wait, the line uh, on the uh, 
on the side. On the, glass, it, the, the 0.3 liter. No, it doesn't, but it has the etching on the bottom to keep the. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, I do have the. Uh, n- uh, was is, it the uh, nucleation? Is that what they call it? Yeah. 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 It's our, our, little, our little human robot guys. Oh, is that what we yeah, get? They do, they do the nice cold service there. Yeah. Yeah, they do. That is. Uh, it is a great like traditional beer place, but man, um, this has got this has got traditional Kolsch right on the nose as soon as I crack that can. So I'm excited to get into this. Yeah, Dan, Mark, Slancha. Cheers. Cheers, man. Oh, just as I remember it. Oh yeah. Um, what are you drinking over there, Mark? Uh honestly, it's just what I had to ha- like happen to have in the fridge. It's actually our Blue Trail Shandy. Just super nice, light, refreshing, kind of easy going. I will say the the Blue Trail was a that was a beach beer for me for a couple years. Oh, absolutely. That's it's such a it's such a nice, refreshing beer. Blueberry. I mean, how you can never go wrong with blueberry and lemon together. Uh, and and I'll say that blueberry is a little subtle. Um, but we've done some cool variations of it as well. We've done a raspberry. Um, we actually just did a cranberry one a little while ago. Um, it, it's, it's one of those beers you really kind of throw anything at it and it keeps its identity, but the variation to it is nice. I like it. Um, Dan, I was going to let you, uh, funnel that conversation, Tom, as I slide back into the, mm. uh, the non shandy territory, because I, Every time someone brings up a shandy, I'm just like, it's like one style where I'm like, man, I just, I haven't found the right one yet. I have to get one. I haven't had the blueberry trail though. So I have to give that a, have to give that I a was, try. I was introduced to this, the, the concept of a shandy or a Rattler pretty much like my very first brewing job. Um, and my, uh, my head brewer at the time, you know, he'd go out and get a 12 ounce one, just kind of throw it back um, throughout the day. And his reasoning was, well, one, it's a shandy, and two, it's only 12 ounces, not 16 ounces. So he could just do them as often as he wanted. Yeah. Okay. I think that's the only time I've ever had shandies was either like 12 ounce bottle or a can. And I, I just maybe I have to find the right one because, like, I do hear, like, oh, it's so refreshing. You got to have it. And it's like, maybe I'm just having it at the wrong time. And I'm like, because there is a lot of sugar in it. So it always gets me, like, if I drink a lot of those, I'm going to get, like, yeah, I'm going to get the headache. But maybe, like, using it sparingly yeah get that you know have that one like refreshing like little shanty um i know a couple of brewers who've been experimenting with like ratios where they like like so we brew a kolsch um where i work and they're like hey you know we put a little bit of lemonade in the glass put a little kolsch on top of it you know like a little shanty <laughs> uh i i even like to take some of our kolsch and mix it with our shandy and it's nice because it does exactly what you're talking it, it yeah it blends it down a little bit to the point that it's not overly sweet but you still get that nice lemon note to it okay no that makes more sense than why he does that but yeah we've been experimenting to try and see if like pinpoint on what tasting notes we want in a shandy um, maybe i might be dissuaded this summer you know it's a summer of crispy yeah. beers i might i might have one i might find the one so i might have to try out this uh blueberry trail and and Dan cool. Lancaster Brewing fits right in with our twelve ounce summer, because you can find Lancaster in plenty of twelve ounce cans, which are we actually we went against we went against the grain. We decided we were going to do all twelve ounce. We'll do a sixteen ounce here and there, but um, 
12... I, I never understood the concept of putting a big beer into a 16 ounce and a little beer into a 12 <laughs> ounce. You almost think it should be kind of reversed. Yeah. Um, but we, for ease of process uh, and for um, just kind of the right amount, I feel like for any, you know, any beer that you're really having to keep them cold, keep them fresh. Um, the 12 ounce is nice. So we, we, Agreed. we, uh, we kind of came up with that, you know, it, beer is kind of, it, it comes in waves and like, uh, I guess beer fads, fads. come, come in, comes yeah. in waves and we're coining this summer, the 12 ounce summer, because we're seeing a lot more beers coming back in 12 ounce cans. 12 ounce is becoming much more popular than it has been in the past couple of years. I mean, hell, we even just a couple of, was it last week or the week before we had, uh, two weeks ago, we had a triple IPA in a 12 ounce can, which was a first for us. Yeah, that was a first. And like, like you said, like beer fats, they're like cyclical. They're just, they're coming back around to like 16 ounce or uh, 12 ounce cans, you know, 16 ounces, you know, I actually agree with what you're saying, Mark. Like you should have the high test uh, beers in the smaller cans in the 16 mm-hmm. ounce. Yeah. And which yeah. is, which is funny. Cause I've had some really good, had some really good stouts that have been on that, on that level where like they were amazing in 12 ounce cans. And then I have these 16 ounce stouts that I wish were in 12 ounce cans. Cause I'm never going to drink that whole <laughs> 16 ounce can myself. And I have yeah. no one around to split it with. I mean, yeah, exactly. Dan, everyone knows the best way to drink is to get an imperial stout and to get it in a crowler and drink it on the beach. Oh yeah. I mean, Tom. Yeah. Yeah. By yourself. Tom coined that he did. No, you you didn't even do it by yourself. You did with your family. Well, no, I drank. (laughs) My family was around me while I drank it by myself. Yeah. While you were a sweaty walrus on a, (laughs) on a towel, drinking an imperial stout with your family around. you. Oh, this is so good. This is such a good idea. Just slapping your tummy with your flippers. <laughs> yeah, just black grease coming through my pores. Those tiny birds uh, that pick bugs off of walruses on your back. <laughs> so, Mark, how did you uh, how did you get into brewing? Um, so, hobby in college, uh, and then the current field I was in at the time uh, was front office of a four star hotel. Uh, and you can imagine how those days kind of went. So, um, just started looking around at other careers and it was something I know I'd, I'd love to do. Um, and it was really just uh, right place, right time, had a buddy end up, uh, getting a job offer before he went to Harriet Watt, uh, over in Scotland. So he couldn't take it. And he threw my name in and kind of never looked back. Uh, it's great working with my hands and not having to I wear a suit and tie every day, uh, sit in a cubicle, um, deal with customer complaints. I mean, we still get complaints here and there, but, um, you know, it's, it's much nicer being in the back of the house and having that creative aspect. Uh, I've actually been doing this, well, I want to say about 22 years now at this point. Um, okay. Breweries up and down the East Coast uh, from northern Northern PA, down in the DC area, North Carolina, even as far south as Florida. Um, oh, wow. And this is actually my third brewery in Pennsylvania. So, okay. Awesome. How, how long have you been with Lancaster? Uh, since 2016, so seven years now. Okay. And you're, so you're, um, go ahead. 
Oh, no, no, I was going to say, uh, I just came in kind of as a, a way to kind of revitalize um, and make sure that Lancaster was sticking to tradition while also being able to adapt to kind of the new environment of what craft brewing has become, you know, in the past, like I said, even in the past 10, 15 years, uh, yeah. as opposed to when it kind of started out in 95. Okay. Yeah. And I, I think about 2016 and like there was a significant boom in 26, like the 2016 craft beer scene was, I mean, I would almost akin that to almost that 2020 and like 2021, like where like beer kind of started to explode a little bit coming out of the pandemic. Um, 2016 was a huge oh, yeah. boom as well. I've just, I think of all the we breweries saw, that I know of. We, so there was a big buildup, um, I would say to like 2008, 2009. Um, where we saw a significant amount of growth, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say anything like what we saw, you know, from 2010 through kind of like what you're saying about 15, 16, um, they were just popping up left and right. Uh, and then even, even from that point on, um, I mean, the amount of growth from, you know, pre like early eighties to 2000 was big, um, and then I think it was 2013 when we hit the same amount of breweries that were in existence pre-prohibition. So from, you know, early 80s to 2013, we got to about 4,000 breweries. And then 2013 to where we are now, we doubled that yeah. number. So it took 20 years to get to that point. And then seven, eight years, you know, to, to double it. So that boom really has happened from like 2013 on until now. So, yeah. Super cool to see just just crazy in the amount of growth that you would have seen in just a short amount of time. So you have to stay current, you know. Yeah. You got to you got to kind of stay with the times. Exactly. Um, so you were there the to kind of not Yeah, just kind of revitalize a little bit. And I think we've done a yeah. good job. Um we're we're offering a lot more beers. Uh you know that the we used to contract out a lot and we were kind of holding on to the bottle for a while. Um, so switching to cans was a big thing we did in 2018. Um, and I think that's really helped and it's given us a lot more control uh, over what we're putting out there or the quantities that we're, we're producing with everything. Um, and it allows us to introduce a lot more styles that would have been nearly impossible to do previously with bottling. So. Oh no, totally. Oh um, man, the bo the bottle era, man. It's it's yeah. great when you see like some of the, yeah, what we grew up drinking in bottles, making that transition. Like we saw with you guys, mm -hmm. and like holding on as long as you could with the uh, with the bottles, and I mean, still keeping to like, you know, as an outlier with you know the twelve ounce cans like we're drinking right now. Yeah, yeah, and honestly, don't be surprised if you start seeing bottles start to come back again. Um, yeah, especially I mean. It's been like there's been like a can shortage for everyone keeps saying can shortage for like the past like three years. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so we, we had to go all the way. We had to bypass all our wholesalers, um, you know, go direct to manufacturer. Uh, they ran out of cans in the U.S. Then they ran out of cans in Mexico. Then they ran out of cans in Europe. Um, and everybody was forced to go to Chinese camps. And then what you saw was all the, the shipping rates and everything were going up as well. And um, anytime a, a can manufacturer opens up a new plant, they don't build it to grow into it. They build it at capacity right from the get-go. So even, even new places that were opening up 
were pretty much full already. Um, and so there's definitely been a scramble. It's kind of gone away. They keep trying to scare us again and again, <laughs> trying to be like, well, it's coming. Like we kind of saw it and now you're going to see it again. Um, they say water is going to start being canned instead of bottles. So that's one thing. Um, so yeah. we keep an eye on it, but I don't think we ever got hit so hard where people could not produce. Um, but I, I, with the bottle aspect, you, you do see the price of the cans going up and the, the glass is staying relatively consistent. So you might see guys start to move back. Uh, I, I feel like you're seeing a lot of these craft guys too that are, are really pushing back to like the 750 milliliter bottle. I've been seeing cool the, see. the little pill bottle drawings. Um, yeah. 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 So it's kind of cool to see that people aren't forgetting about glass um, and, and that it is a viable option for a lot of people still too. Yeah, yeah. And I saw like people doing like prohibition series. I think it was like McCall in Allentown. I think they have like a prohibition yeah. like series of beers that are done in those little, like the old school pill bottles. I used to get those from Yingling all the time. Oh yeah. And um, yeah, yeah it, it's cool to see how people come out with stuff. And uh, like Chris brings up, Trogues held on to uh, bottles for a while. Um, Still st- doing it. Yeah. Stouts. Uh, I don't think yeah. Stouts ever went to cans. Um, they held they on. They did actually. Oh, they did? Yeah, they did go to cans. Um, and then yard. Uh, now, I think Stouts right now is draft. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's draft now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't know they went to cans like right before like yeah, I didn't all know the major changes. Um, yeah. Yard yards was one that held out in bottles for a while. Um, yeah, I mean bottles are. I feel like bottles are recycled a lot easier uh, than the mm-hmm. cans. Um, yeah, the labels come off better. I, I've been hearing a lot of horror stories about these aluminum cans, like that they aren't even getting recycled because of the uh, wrapping around them. Well, and it's uh, yeah. So you have the issue with the label. Um, it, people do think that cans are more easily recyclable, but it does actually take more energy mm-hmm. to recycle a can over a bottle. Um, a lot of it actually comes down to um, the lid. Is uh, it's a it's not all aluminum. It's a mixture of like aluminum and zinc and tin, and um, so it's tough for them to separate those metals out um from the from the aluminum to make it like a pure recycled aluminum um and then like i don't know how viable this is for you know across the craft uh beer world but i remember like lion's head their whole thing was like give us a case of empty bottles and we'll give you a new case of beer and then they would just yeah remember pulling off the lion's head labels there'd be like a half ripped budweiser label yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean, and look, if you can if you can sanitize the bottles correctly, if you have that process down, like that's the be- best way of recycling. Just reuse them. Uh, I I feel like New York still does a lot of reusable, um, reusable bottles that or, or returnable bottles to uh, to a lot of the breweries there. Plus, I think they're one of the states that actually pays you to yeah. to give the bottles mm-hmm. back. If I if I see one chat of people saying bring back the growler, I'm gonna slap you in the face. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I hey, I, I I'm will. all about I'm all about hey maybe bottles might come back, but man if you bring a growler to my yes freaking brewery, one, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> growler growlers stink, but I will say the Lancaster growler. I saw I sought that one out. That's the God tier. It's the it's God a, wait, wait, wait. Growler. There she is. Right there. Oh, there the she is. Yeah, there she is up there with the metal handle. 
the metal handle was got yet. Yeah. yeah. You guys did have the God. Yeah. That's growler. a God tier. Honestly, <laughs> when I, I tell, I tell every growler that walks through my door that I'm not going to fill it. But man, if you bring a Lancaster growler, I will fill it because it's, it's just, I want to, I'm like, give it to me. Let if me you, br- if you, <laughs> if you bring a jug handle growler in here, I will smack your face, but God damn, if you don't bring a metal, metal handle in here. <laughs> yeah. That was oh man, when you got that, I was oh man, I was seething with jealous rage, Tom, when you got your <laughs> Lancaster growler. Yeah, that one uh <laughs> the one thing I forgot to grab before I left, like when I went <laughs> for the first time. I'm like, I don't care. I am walking out of here with one. Seven beers later, I didn't walk out with one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um it's something that like I had this talk, I had to talk with my buddy, and I feel like Dan, I feel like we've had the same conversation with multiple people. It's like there are people that are like, yes, I want a growler. And it's like, why? It's It goes bad quicker, and it's the same amount of ounces as a four-pack of 16-ounce cans. Correct. So it just doesn't make- I always say, are you in for a good time, or are you in for a long time? Mm-hmm. That's like when people are when, when they want a growler. I was like, are you looking at like, hey, this is going to last like two, three hours? Great. I don't want to see a rating four days later because you went back to the growler and it didn't taste right. <laughs> um, I, and I, I feel like Mark has a, uh, a rebuttal to this. I, I mean, I could go to the, uh, yes, there's, there's, there's a varying <laughs> opinion. Uh, I prefer this, the screw top growler over the crowler only because okay. there's no way to seal up the crowler. You open it, you're, yeah. you're committed. Um, or yeah. you better have a friend. Um, I always treated the crowler or the, the growler like a soda bottle, you know, you crack it and you drink one beer out of it. You've got a couple more days because there's not a whole lot of headspace. Yeah. You go halfway, you've got less than 24 hours to finish it. Um, if you go, you know, three out of the four, just drink the rest or dump it out. Yeah, it's exactly. Crap afterwards anyway. That's a lot of um, oxygen you're sealing off in there mm-hmm. with it and just hanging yeah, out. And you're losing you're losing carbonation and everything. But yeah. I I I wish there was an easier way to do like a small like single sixteen ounce, you know, quick seam right there at the bar. Um basically I mean either that or the even the nineteen ounce. I was about to say a little that bit better. The, better the stove than the thirty two. Yeah, just, stove just enough to to have a good beer and, and maybe grab some variety instead of committing to, yeah, you know, I, I when we when I was in Florida, it was interesting. Their growler law was you could either get a 32 ounce growler or a 128 ounce growler. They did not wow. do 64. Wow. So it was what, either you got where, a little. Where or, was this? Oh, uh, down in Florida. Well, Florida is a whole different country. Yeah. yeah, that's a whole different. That's a whole different beast right there. Yeah, I want to. I want to see what a Florida what 120 ounce. 128 so a gallon yeah um yeah i i did see at the end of like the growler era there was a little surge of jesus christ the 32 the size of this thing the 32 yeah. ounce growler which was nice um i mean you get you have a, a crowler but with a screw top i think sly yeah. sly fox like might have oil done. can yeah 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 um yeah uh there you go okay <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it's got you gotta finish a crowler immediately it's yeah. great i mean we've been we've been given several crowlers for episodes um 
where we usually pick up a four pack. And they're like, yo, here's a crowd. Oh my God. That should have three X's on it. Yeah, it's, yeah. seriously. <laughs> this is like straight out of this is straight out of Looney Tunes. Like this came out of Foghorn Leghorns. Like that looks like it was it was filled from a bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> like moonshine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so Mark, tell us a little bit Here's about stop enough Siri. Siri keeps trying to figure out things and she can't. Um, so tell us a little bit about brewing at Lancaster. Um, I guess in the way that I, and correct me if I'm wrong, it, Brett, uh, Lancaster's core values are you guys do great German style beers. Am I wrong? It, no, 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 no. I would say, yeah, stouts and lagers yeah. um, are, are definitely our, our go-to uh traditional traditional styles is is pretty much what what made lancaster um yeah you know we do we still do lancaster lager which is an old school bohemian style um german lager uh we you know the hop hog being our west coast variation ipa um strawberry wheat's been around forever uh, one of the big claims is that um, the Lancaster Milk Stout was the original craft milk stout. I think Ooh. there's a battle um, for who really between ourselves and Left Hand. Um, oh yeah, but the the timing was very close. Um, but I, we we definitely have our our traditional beers. I mean, uh, we're still working on the original brew house you know, from 25 years ago, super simple, uh, single infusion, um, combo mash water ton, combo whirlpool kettle. Um, we don't have the, the air actuated valves, the flow sensors, you know, we're, we're doing as much by hand, uh, as possible. Um, uh, which is nice. Awesome. You know, yeah. It, it kind of keeps it hands on. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys, uh, unintentionally get lackadaisical about process. Um, because you have some, you know, you have a computer doing it for you. You have a digital um, brew deck and everything yeah. right there. Yeah. 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 Uh, which is great for, for consistency. Um, but you do lose some of the art I feel like to it. Um, but the, the nice thing that, that we get to do is we get to, we get to sit and perfect all these kind of old recipes, um, where we improve them is through process. Um, you know, really kind of looking at the analytics of our ingredients uh, to make sure that we're producing as high quality, consistent beer as possible. Um, then we have our, you know, we have our one-offs. We uh, we were running what was called a jam series for a while. Now it's just kind of our one-off um, where we can play with, a, you know, 15, 20 barrel batch as opposed to running a full 30. Oh, okay. uh, to see how that does. Uh, we, it, we have the nice, nice aspect that we have three different outlets um so we have uh our harrisburg location we have our taproom location which is out by the outlets out here uh in lancaster uh and then we have our downtown um manufacturing facility so any of our test batches we can really kind of get out there um you know run it for three weeks to like a month and a half or so and if it does well then we can look at bringing it into package 
Um, uh, okay, so it's like a draft only kind of experimental kind of series with that. Yeah, just to that's start, awesome. um, yeah, that's, which that's is great, which is kind of nice. Uh, and then obviously, we, I mean, we distribute as well. We're in, you know, we're in seven states, so uh, we have the ability to also kind of push out volume if we need to. Um, some some of the be- some of the best variety packs out there. Which which funny you say that we're reeling back on the variety packs. Um, uh, nothing yeah. against them. Um, I think we just need to not offer as many. We were kind of hitting a lot of overlap, um, okay. where, you know, yeah, the, the summer one kind of lost traction because we threw an IPA one out there. Then the IPA one kind of lost traction because we threw a winner one out there. Oh, okay. So it's more consolidating them and like saying like yeah, going back well, to like, like a core set of, uh, variety. Yeah. The, the, I, like I feel like the core, the, the variety pack that I always think of is the one that with the barn. Uh, yeah. the, the core, it's like the core beer variety pack. Yeah. So one of the best uh, variety packs you can the get. Strawberry, the milk stout, the hop hog. And then you usually got like, a uh, what they called a brewer special, I think back in the day. Um, and, and it did really well, honestly, we just looked at, um, the competition of shelf space mm-hmm. that if somebody was to buy that variety, then what was the point of having our core beers in that? And then also having our core beers on the shelf individually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we kind of yeah. use our varieties sure. now to kind of introduce new products. Again, the same aspect as, as what we did before. Um, our next ones actually are going to be kind of interesting. So we're going to do um, basically like our mix pack. So it'll be our strawberry wheat, our peanut butter ale, and the double chocolate, which all of them we've uh, had good response with mixing peanut butter with the strawberry and get peanut butter and jelly, the peanut butter with the chocolate, um, and then uh, you know being kind of like a Reese's peanut butter cup, um, and then the, just the... just read my name description, <laughs> <laughs> and then, the, and then uh, the that, that fresh the... roasted was oh, such a fan of that. Thanks, man. Um, and then the strawberry chocolate being the chocolate covered strawberry. Um, so that'll be one. And then unfortunately Sly Fox beat us to the punch, but we were also talking about a lager variety. Oh yeah. You're gonna do a yeah, box they, of logs. They, they dropped yeah. the lot they dropped the lager stunner on variety packs right there. Yeah. I, I it's a it, it really is. It's a great idea. And like what you know, what you guys have been talking about is that move back to tradition uh and the year of the lager and um, you know, crispy this and crispy that. Uh it's definitely a trend that that I like to see, uh, and I hope it continues. Speaking, uh, speaking my love language, right? <laughs> yeah. What, uh, what? What? Once Pete gets us out of his uh, spam folder, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that box of logs on this. Yeah. Podcast. Well, yeah. Once we get so, Peter back uh, on, yeah. <laughs> P, like I said, P, it, P, we're not we're not a we're not a bot, man. Get us out of your spam box and answer us. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of those where we had literally just brought it to the table and we're working on artwork. And within a day or two, I saw it and was like, you gotta be kidding. <laughs> Tom, I think you have a button for this. <laughs> uh, Son of a... Yeah, there you go. I don't have that, man. <laughs> oh, you got rid of the button? Wait, oh. which one Which one are you talking about? The beep button. Oh, the cur- oh yeah. The cursing button. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Son of a... <laughs> there it is. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um... But yeah, uh, Dan, um, I don't know where you're at. I can, 
I cracked another cold. I didn't. Uh, <laughs> this is. I didn't hold back, but this uh, is I know uh, two of them. I know we're up against it. Yeah, I, I've already gone through two. Um, I know I'm still on one, but I mean, I know. Uh, I know we have one more to feature. Yeah, we got. We got to get to this next one here. Dan, Dan, why don't you do a do a little staunch chug there? I'm not gonna chug a tube it. Come on, two tube it. That's not it's even not a two. It's only four. It's only four nine. It's only four nine. It, it's five point five on Untapped. <laughs> oh, uh, there's also thirteen thousand ratings. I don't think we've updated that one in a while. <laughs> is it? Is there thirteen thousand? Fifteen. Yeah. 15, uh, sorry, ten ten seven. Oh, okay. Ten seven rating. I will say, like, we didn't talk a lot about the tasting notes on this beer, and as I just chugged, uh, you know, ten ounces of it, um, the floral notes on it are the real, like, real yeah. winner on this, in my opinion. I do get a lot of the straw, like, notes on the nose, which is, you know, uh, true to the style. Man, the floral hop character on this is just fantastic. Yeah, it's it's so bright and fresh. Um Yes, this is like this is I think this was like my introduction to Kolsch. Um, uh, I had I, I picked up a case of this like 10 years ago and loved every every sip of it. And um, I had something I was going. Oh, so I always thought of this as a summer beer just because of the label. Um, and the old label had just like the big sun on it. Um. I always thought of it as a summer beer and the, and I don't know if this is true because like you said, you don't really update your untapped Untapped. as much, but this kind of confirmed it. It's only available May through September. Is that still? Uh, Yeah, actually it's a, it's a little earlier. It's usually, I would say April till when you, you find most wholesalers are pretty much moving on to more summery beers. Yeah, um, by like June, July. So okay. I would say this is more of a spring, early summer beer, uh, as opposed to going all the way through. Um, it, I do know it, they had this Kolsch in cans before cans were really big, uh, mm-hmm. and before you saw that huge kind of influx of Kolsches uh, across the country, like even up and down the East Coast, people realized they could get that lager quality flavor uh, with a relatively quick ferment. Yeah, Kolsch um, yeast for life, right there. Yeah, right. And so. the the thing about Kolsch is, it's like if you if you want a lager with, you know, a bit more of a flavor profile, Kolsch is where it's at. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Kolsch is what I recommend to people who come in, like like old school, like beer drinkers. Like it's a guy's dad. He's coming in, just played around the golf with him, and like. You know, he's ordering a hazy and his dad's like, ah, you know, I usually drink Bud Light, Budweiser. And I'm just like, hey, man, we got beer flavored beer for you right here. This is a Kolsch. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm trying to bring bring up it's one of my favorite uh, early. I mean, I don't have too many. Not a not a big uh, Instagram user on my personal Instagram. But like one of my first Instagram pictures. Is it the Kolsch can? Yes, the Kolsch. There we go. I got. You found it. Yep. Oh man, bring it up. And I remembered it. While you do that, I'm going to make some questionable buying decisions on (laughs) LancasterBrewing.com because I've been looking at all of their t-shirts and merch. (laughs) Uh, We have. I think even is the old school tie-dye Kolsch shirt on there. 
I thought it was. Yeah, hold yeah. on. I was looking. That's what I was looking for. I didn't see it, but I saw it on your Instagram. I always, I thought I remembered the Kolsch label being different, but. No, nah, yeah. William, pretty similar. was I wrong? 10 years ago, Dan. Yeah, July 20th, ago. 2013. Is that our coffee table? No, that's it. that was in my room. It was my was computer your desk. Room? Yeah. Oh, it was your computer desk. Yeah. Okay. There it is. Oh, man. Kolsch and Sushi. I, that's a pretty good pairing in my my mind. Yeah, yeah it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat. Um, so let's uh let's move on to our next beer here, and uh, and we have a question coming in from chat, and we'll get to that after we intro this beer. Um, all, all right, right so we're gonna be moving to the double chocolate milk stout. Double chocolate milk stout here from Lancaster. So. Don't miss out on the intense roasted malts, silky smooth mouthfeel, subtle sweetness, and velvety chocolate goodness of our 2X Ooh. chocolate milk stout. We went over the top with more malt and the infusion of cacao nibs and pure chocolate for a truly otherworldly chocolate stout experience. All right, guys. All right. You got yours ready? Yep. Got mine ready. Um, let's get a nice little crack going here. Daniel, three, two, one. Ooh, man, very nice. Just as I remember it, <laughs> we had a we had a uh, a very Dan and I were at like a standstill, trying to chew. We, we you know we we picked up the Kolsch. That was a that was an easy winner. The, I mean, yeah, that was the first one. I I was like, we you know we're going into the summer season. It's it's cold season. We're we're gonna drink cold. Yeah, but then we were standing there looking. We had a choice between the milk stout, the double chocolate milk stout, and the Java milk stout. Yeah, was it Java oh, Joe yeah. or Java, yeah. Imperial Joe? Yeah, Imperial yeah. Joe. And it, man, there was a there was there was a, a a debate of the which one we go with. Yeah, we really sat on that for a minute, man. Yeah, and I think it it came down to. We're in, you know, in true dad fashion. We we're like, man, this is really going to keep us up all night, huh? Yeah, that's what he said about Imperial <laughs> Joe. <laughs> we're just like, man, if I have a cup of coffee past five p.m., I'm up all night. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so we, dad, dad logic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it really is. Uh, we, you know, we, it's got that espresso pool. Uh, Confused yeah, I think that's there. what I said. I was like, I was like, look at that. It's got espresso in it. Keep me up on <laughs> Um, all right, Daniel. Sancha. Mark Sancha. Cheers, man. Yep. Cheers. Mm. Ooh, man. So this definitely goes back and I mean, we we talk about it a lot. We <clears throat> we have such like a a long history of having a love affair with Lancaster brewing. Uh, this was agreed. Like I, I definitely go through and I'm like, I'm, I guess I'm like the craft beer scene. I go through fads, you know, I, I go through a whole time when I'm drinking just ciders and I'm drinking just shandies and I'm drinking. Yeah. You know, there was a time when I was just drinking, I was trying to find, and it was when I first started dating my now wife, uh, we were drinking a lot of chocolate stouts, chocolate milk stouts, chocolate stouts, whatever we could get. And just getting real roasty with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, you have the you have the um, the, you know, the uh, uh, 
Muhu chocolate milk stout from Terrapin. Um, but the Lancaster chocolate milk stout was always one that was, it was always available and it was one that it's just so good. It just has that, like, it has that like dark chocolate, like that bitter dark chocolate flavor. Cow. Yeah. Cow nibs. Yeah. And, and it's not like overly sweet, but it has that milk chop milk stout smoothness to it. And, there's something about it. It's just it's Vel- velvety. I love in the description mm-hmm. velvety, velvety, velvety. It, it, I mean, that's a perfect, perfect description of it. And this is like just bringing me back to like 2013 of just like the the love affair that I had with chocolate milk stouts. Oh yeah, and having that like I mean what. Young's Young's was a big one. Yes. There's, yeah, there's, I was gonna say yeah, Young's uh, yeah. double chocolate. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. banana bread one was pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, Samuel Smith even had a, yep. a a chocolate stout version for a while. Yep. And then you um, had um, what Purple Monkey Dishwasher was one. Yeah. That's when it, that's when it started to get absurd. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Honestly, that was that was right there in the beginning of like that peanut butter stout. You know, you had big grease some uh you had uh, uh sweet baby jesus yeah and then i think purple monkey dishwasher came came right in after that so oh yeah um i love the artwork of the uh, uh the chocolate bar of cows right there is awesome yeah. keep into the so uh we have, the milk stout and homage to that yeah we have we have the proximity to hershey obviously um and then just the dairy industry of the area uh, is, no. is pretty huge. Um, I don't know. This this beer's nice. It, it's got that solid, just big English, oh, a borderline oatmeal stout. Um, you know, we do we do use some lactose in it, which is the milk portion of it. Uh, but we use um, we use Ecuadorian cacao nibs. We do use um, Hershey cocoa powder just because it's local. Uh, and then we even go uh, a little further. We source a uh, uh, all natural chocolate extract, which is kind of cool. Uh, okay. And then we throw just a hint of vanilla into it. Um, we were going with just the chocolate extract uh, for a while um, instead of using the vanilla as well. And it just got to be that dark, like you said, like dark, almost mm-hmm. bitter, sweet chocolate. Uh, and we kind of wanted to move away from it. And it's just the right amount of vanilla in my mind. It's to get you away out. from the dark and and mm-hmm. more towards the milk stout portion of it, but yeah, we we worked on this one for a while in the past couple of years, just trying to get it right where wasn't too thin, wasn't too heavy, wasn't too sweet, wasn't too bitter, um, and I think we're kind of hitting it, you know, pretty damn close lately. So yeah, I'll, I'll agree, and this is like, I feel like this is where this is almost like that sweet spot and. Dan, you know, feel free to agree or disagree with me. This is a beer that we've kind of talked about a lot where you have to get, you have to hit that like sweet spot with a stout like this. It's, it's roasty. It's got those really nice dark chocolate notes to it. It's smooth, but it still has a little bit of carb bite to it. Um, it's, a, it's just overall like a well-balanced stout. I was going to say, yeah, you you hit the, you hit the final word right there. It's like every brewer wants to hear it when people are drinking as a balance. 
is uh you want you want the beer to be well balanced mm-hmm. um and i i see what you say when you talk about like you're getting close to like that like oatmeal stout but like you said you have that lactose that adds that sweetness that velvety kind of like mouthfeel to it to give it that milk stout uh mouthfeel. profile yeah mouthfeel yeah. <laughs> tom tom's favorite word right there mouthfeel. but uh yeah, yeah i mean yeah. Yeah, and that and that gives it that you know yeah. the classification of milk stout, but I can definitely see that English that roasty characteristic almost in that oatmeal stout that you get with this, and you know not getting too high with that like six point eight right there too. Well, and and you know we we kind of touched on the evolution of the IPA you know before before we'd actually gone live. Um, I, I feel like you see that same kind of evolution with stouts. Um, you know they were super dark and light and, and drinkable yeah. um, for a while, then, you know, we've kind of gotten heavier and heavier and, and even to the point of it being like a, almost like a beer reduction, you know, where they yeah. get so thick that you, you might as well pour yeah. like just oil a, into a glass. <laughs> might as well put um, it on your ice cream or something. Just, yeah. a, just a beer yeah. glaze. <laughs> so even within that, you know, uh, it, it's always tough to, to, make everybody happy um but to find that balance of of are we going to be super thick are we going to be light we're going to ride the line down the middle what do we want to focus on um so it's definitely tough because stout is such a wide category with so many different interpretations as to what what they want it to be yeah um and i think i i'm a little older school trained of um you know you always look at beers as session beers not in the fact that they needed to be like three, four percent, but that you wanted people to come in and have more than one. Yeah, um, I and, have, and yeah, no, go ahead. That's uh, that's our goal, I think, with anything is to make sure you're not just a one and done. Um, you know that you're going to encourage people to have oh, yeah. a second, even a third. So. Um, one of my favorite pictures that I have that always comes up, and it's from ten years ago, just always pops up in like my, like memories um was being at lancaster the the downtown lancaster the production facility (laughs) and seeing like so my wife and i now wife and i went down to uh you know have have a meal and check out the brewery and we were up at the bar and we watched a bunch of guys do irish car bombs with the milk stout oh yeah and that was like one of my favorite photos like they're doing they're doing car bombs with a craft beer yeah and that like i can imagine that is it's probably a really flavorful car bomb i won't do it because i will black out it's that's blackout juice for me (laughs) tom's gonna make some bad decisions yeah i have definitely i'll be bailing him out of jail Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah hey tom how was your evening (laughs) i could drink i could eat a loaf of bread and then i can you know have one irish car bomb and it's just it's blackout city i don't know what it is (laughs) about the car bomb uh but it destroys my life (laughs) Um, you, you just go full Irish. You go full Upper Darby Delco Irish, and you just start punching. You you just close your eyes and you just start punching the I air. Just start windmilling. <laughs> you can't be disrespecting me. 
Um, all right, let's uh, MVP. <laughs> <laughs> MVP. Let's <laughs> let's uh, let's we have a question in here from chat. Yeah, this is actually this is a pretty good one here. I like this. Um, what's up with the balance of the Lancaster scene? Talking about increase in number of breweries before has the area exploded? Are the are the plate are there places you're psyched about? Um, so. Yes, uh, uh, Lancaster County does seem to have blown up uh, okay. a bit in the past few years. Um, I think one stat had us as the most breweries and tap rooms in the smallest radius in the in the country. Um, we're at I want to say thirty five breweries in the county. That's wild. Um, That's insane. You know, obviously we have poor man. Uh, who just won the Malt Mania belt uh, two years in a row. Um, I smell I, collusion. I smell collusion. Collusion. Yeah. <laughs> their, beer, um, their beer rocks. Yeah, their, their beer, beer is great. amazing. Yeah. But I smell collusion. So they have, yeah, they have their tap room right there in Linus as well. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Effort, oh yeah, too. Yeah, Effort and Linus. And you have Our Town. Yep, you've got Our Town, Cartel, Rainy. Um, Springhouse has been there for a minute too. Yep, Springhouse is one of the older ones. Uh, let's see. I mean, you got St. Boniface, obviously. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Mad Chef. Oh man, um, I've been hearing nothing. I've been hearing nothing but good things about the food at Mad Chef. I want to hear more oh, about the beer, but all I hear, like everything I see, I'm like, man, like the food looks amazing. I was like keep telling me about the beer. That's what I want to hear. <laughs> but like all I get are posts about their food. <laughs> Fran's a super cool guy. Uh, he is actually the newly appointed um, president of the Lancaster County Brewers Guild. Oh, uh, awesome. So, That's awesome. Uh, super cool for him. They just did a big expansion, put in a bigger brew house, uh, put in more taps, opened up more space um, because it would, it would get busy. It gets slammed in there. You'd be standing in a corner for 45 minutes waiting for a table. Yeah, I'm, I'm stoked on their brand, man. I really want to know more about their beer, like going into it. Like I, I, all I ever see is just people clamor about the food. I was like, I tell me about the beer. I want to see it. And like, I'm glad that they're expanding with that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, Lancaster as a whole has blown up. Um, I, I don't want to single out any brewery, um, in the fear that I would, you know, disclude anybody yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, the whole area is well worth a weekend trip. Oh, you know, I mean, you, you could hit you could hit five, six breweries a day just within walking distance, and then you know head up to Mount Joy or head up to the E Town area, hit a bunch more up there. Um, I mean, even even Harrisburg. getting the county over and having Hershey, yeah. uh, having Trogues there. Yeah, Chocolate Avenue is like popping right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it's super cool to see, and and you're seeing a lot of guys that are, you know, maybe brewers for one brewery, uh, becoming owner operator, you know, at the, at their own. Um, I sound like we nice. just like thought about the same place. Talking about Hershey was, I was gonna say like Yabru, just like yeah. Yeah. hitting hard right there, right on Chocolate Avenue, man, like mm -hmm. prime real estate, and they are killing it. And yeah. I feel like Justin deserves it. You know, he did a lot with Tattered Flag. Um, of course it's super yeah. cool that that he's able to open his own now we have a um, we we have a very intimate relationship with uh, with justin yeah oh, okay cool we, we spent a hot steamy session brewing a collaboration beer with him 
for our 100th episode. So oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, like um, one of the coolest experiences we've ever had on this podcast. Yeah, and to see Justin like just set up shop on Chocolate Avenue. Yeah, it's awesome. great. Yeah, <laughs> see him open up his own place. Justin's one of the best dudes in in the brewing scene, and yeah, yeah, it, it's great to see and it, and getting so much hype around his his spot. It looks oh, so cool. It, it, he's just doing great stuff. Yeah. So. Um, so no, there's not any one particular brewery I would say that you need to hit. I think you need to just come out to the county and see how things have changed. Um, like I said, even in the past four or five years, uh, and all the guys are putting out good beers. So, um, Dan, you know we've we've talked about, uh, and I don't want to keep harping back on this, uh, the love affair that we've had with Lancaster Brewing. Um, I feel like. Um, man, we're, we're really up against it. And I, I feel like we could talk to Mark for another <laughs> hour about this. Um, but like, you know, we, we've talked about, uh, Lancaster came up a lot during like the, I feel like the really like meat of our podcast during the pandemic of, yeah. Like, so when we, when we shifted gears to craft beer, we did do kind of a look back on like craft beer. We looked at what we were drinking now versus like, you know, what we used to drink back in the day. And, it, and we did like a hard look back too. And Lancaster was just held in such high regard. And, and, and it was, it was a big, the big thing was that during like the pandemic, uh, it, it, there was a lot of uh, emphasis on like hype beers and um, you know, different styles of, you know, the hazy juicy IPAs, lactose bombs, all that. And I feel like we harped on a lot about like, don't sleep on Lancaster. They're doing great traditional style beers and people, you guys weren't getting enough respect then. And it's just great to see that you guys are still thriving and pumping out just top quality beer because yeah, was, holding on to tradition while still like, yeah, yeah doing your thing with the experimental stuff and you know just keeping the brand alive thanks i mean definitely i mean the pandemic for everybody was really tough um it was nice to be rooted but use that as an outlet for us to show a newer side to lancaster um with some of the new creative side projects we've done um but yeah it it Without a better way to say it, it's nice that we've been around for 25 years. Wow, 27 years. Well, 28 years. 28 years at this point. Um, especially when you see closings of breweries about the same age yeah. uh, all over the country. So um, it, it was definitely tough uh, to, to adapt and figure out how to get through. Um, but it's, it feels better knowing that we have. And, it, and like I said, it, it's nice to see how much nostalgia there is, but also how we're able to kind of improve our reputation as well. Um, that we can do a little bit of everything and, and hopefully hold our own with some of the, you know, with some of the the hype guys. And I, I think, I think one of the great things too, is that, you know, uh, obviously I completely understand like the struggles that you go through, through the pandemic, but for, 
everything to kind of shift back around to the styles that you guys thrive on. Um, it's definitely a, a real shift back to the traditional style of beer. Yeah. More lately, yeah, just to see that that uh, like you know, a mil- the milk stout, like yeah. a style that you don't see, you don't see a lot of hype around like the milk stout unless they are dumping like nine different adjuncts into it. And you guys have had like the flagship milk stout, like I like. You you made reference to I think yeah left hand which like I only know their milk stout because I bought a glass of theirs from like mm-hmm. a brewery one time and I was like oh that's cool it's left hand brewery and I was like oh they're known for their milk stout the only other brewery I've ever known in my entire life has always been Lancaster milk stout like, yep and like you said you're in seven states like the milk stout when people look back on it they always think I don't know like Lancaster was the only one I ever had you guys made the quintessential like style for that. And, and it's really cool too, to see like people like, you know, Lancaster gets to sit there and be like, oh yeah, you guys like stouts now, uh, or, or you guys like Kolsch now? Uh, yeah, guess what? We've been sitting back and perfecting this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You guys you're want- trying to get back into traditional styles? Hold my beer. Exactly. Yeah. Hold it. <laughs> hey guys. I, you, yeah. I do like having the ability when people, you know, people are like, oh, I drank strawberry wheat back in the day, or I drank milk stout back in the day, or um you know hop hog back in the day uh about how you have to remind them that yes we've we've been around a while um and that you gotta like revisit it and kind of see how how things are today whether it's still nostalgic for you um or if it's a pleasant surprise that that it's kind of changed um nowadays in the world of so many beers a lot of people try it once and then just move on and then don't don't come back to it for almost a decade before they were to see it again. So, yeah. And and like just picking out the beer for tonight's episode has made me want to go back. There were so many nights I had at like a bistro and bridge in Phoenixville of just asking for, Hey, give me a, give me a, a Lancaster milk stout with a little bit of strawberry wheat in there. You you know, (laughs) give me that, give me that snake that the local snake bite. Ah yeah, oh man. yeah, I, I I really want to try that again. Um, and that, that's maybe Dan, we might have to do one on the uh, on an episode coming up. We'll do yeah, we'll do a little side stream. Yeah, I'm uh I'm also just sorry I'm filling my uh I'm filling my cart on uh, LancasterBrewing.com <laughs> with all the uh the winter warmer gear because <laughs> oh yeah, so that's what I wanted to end on too. Uh. I was going to say, I didn't want to harp on it too much yeah. because I know we're up against time, but man. Yeah, I wanted to end on, we 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 featured Winter Warmer a couple episodes during, back. The end yeah, of the year. That, yeah, we did end of the year. We did some like winter kind of beers and stuff like that. And we had Lancaster Winter Warmer was one that him and I both looked at each other like, we need to do the Lancaster Yeah, when Warmer. you think of like winter beers, <laughs> like winter beers, I think of Winter Warmer. You think of the just an English strong ale too. Like yeah. there's no, it's like no adjuncts. It's just a beer. Just like just the wolf it's on. It's not the like your winter warmer that's gonna have a little nutmeg. It's gonna have a little bit of oh we we put like half a Christmas tree in the mash. So enjoy this winter warmer. No, this is like just a strong English beer. Uh, it it's nice. I like it. it's it's all dried fruit. It's um you know that nice like raisin character. Mm-hmm. Uh, super malty i always call it barley wine light you know we're not 13 percent. that's, a, that's ooh, great I, yeah i I, lo- I like that barley <laughs> yeah. line 
barley wine light. I'm gonna use that. Yeah. I will say it's always funny though when we do get somebody that comments on it and they're like, oh man, I can really taste the spices in that. And we're like, nope, nope, there's nothing there. <laughs> nothing there. Nothing there, man. True, it's a true to style, like English strong ale. And it just that mall character just uh it, it it's it's a winner work of art for me. And I I enjoy I enjoyed that beer immensely. Oh, I go. know you uh Tom, I've got it upstairs right now. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, if we're gonna have a pissing contest, hold on, let me run upstairs real quick. <laughs> just, just the, of, I, dr- the, I drank one a month ago because yeah. I was like, you know what, I want one. <laughs> and it's one of those two that gets better with age. That, and that that's the thing. It's the Dan. Out. Dan had one like a month ago, and he was like, it tastes even better. <laughs> it tastes even better now. I had it during the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think it was actually more than a month ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, we, we had a long talk about that around like Christmas. I think it was like, we were talking about like Christmas beers and I was like, winter warmer, the Lancaster winter warmer. It's like, it, th- something about that always like spoke to me. I always thought about like winter beers, Lancaster winter warmer. Well, and we're honestly, it's one of those beers too, that it's so tough to tell what its future is. Um, Every time we think, oh, man, people don't want this style of beer anymore. Uh, you know, we go to our wholesalers and we're like, oh, OK, I guess we're making it again. You know, we've got a thousand yeah. cases that we got. to fill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We go, All right. I guess it's sticking around. So, but it is it's it's. Uh, How dare you think like that? <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd probably get death threats if we ever if we ever stop doing it. It uh, just it's one of the right you like the Eminem music video for Stan. Just <laughs> like, Here, Mark, I wrote you, but you're still not calling. <laughs> um it it is one of those things like you look up a winter warmer, there's really not that many breweries around that are doing that style. That do yeah. just a good winter warmer. Yeah. I I feel like um most winter beers are some sort of fruit with vanilla. Uh, I always joke with adjunct laden. Yeah. All spice. I joke with my friends. If you ever have a beer that didn't turn out the way you wanted, just add a ton of vanilla or maple syrup to it. and You're good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Add nutmeg and make it a holiday beer and release it on black Friday. And, and yeah, you got a whiskey barrel, toss it in there. (laughs) And you're, and you're doing a good deed by buying that beer because it's all, it's all going to benefit the, uh, the wolf sanctuary of pennsylvania yeah yeah it's yeah, actually right here in lancaster county in Lidditz. so super cool thing to see it's awesome so awesome yeah um pretty, all right pretty badass dan we're up against it yeah oh dude we we, we went so far over but it's well worth this it. is our this is our first time having a guest oh, on and we just like, yeah, fawned over we're like we have to talk about winter warmer before and we, we could have we right this could have easily been a two-hour podcast but um <laughs> Part two, strawberry wheat. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Lancaster Brewing, part two, electric boogaloo, strawberry wheat. Yeah. Strawberry wheat boogaloo. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Dan, final thoughts on the double chocolate milk stout? I think you guys hit every tasting note on your descriptions here. Yeah. Um, key, uh, key tasting notes, definitely... Uh, the soft mouthfeel with the velvety kind of chocolate. So I'm getting a lot of the velvety chocolate, but it's a velvety dark chocolate with the cacao nibs and everything. Um, you guys hit true to the style with the milk stout, and then you add that chocolate to it. It's very well balanced. Uh, drinks very well. Um, 
I'm actually finishing it a little bit faster than the Kolsch, but I'm actually kind of surprised how quick it's going down. Yeah, it's um, I I I got to say, just don't sleep on this, man. It, it's the milk stout, <laughs> like milk stout in the in the double chocolate milk stout. It's so fucking good. Yeah, milk <laughs> stout. Milk stout so is a staple. Good. If you haven't if you haven't had milk stout yet, um, you're missing yeah. out. Yeah, um, the, you need to get out of you need to get out of your hype beer blanket and get some milk stout in there. Um. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. Yes, yeah, Stevie knows us too well. Um yeah, yeah we're just gonna sit here and answer forever. What could we possibly say about uh a Lancaster milk stout that hasn't already been said? Um, Mark, yeah. thank you very much for coming on. Yeah, thank uh, you so it, much it, for coming on. Yeah, we it's a real pleasure uh talking to you know the head brewer of a, a brewery that we have had a Love affair for Dan. Goddamn, we're thirty-seven years, uh, twenty-five year or, or fifteen-year love affair. Yeah, yeah, something, yeah, something around it, there. It, it's it's been it's been a long time of yeah. just. High, you guys have been a highly respected brewery for us. Uh, we're super stoked on you guys. Um, so guys, make sure you guys are following them too. Um, you know they're on social media on Instagram. It's at Lancaster brewing company Yeah. Uh, for that. Uh, do you guys have any events or anything coming up that you guys want to promote? Uh, I mean, if you're in Jersey, we've got AC beer fest coming up at the beginning of Jan, uh, beginning of June. We'll be there. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, we might locally, be there. Maybe. Locally we have, um, well, actually at that, you got dropkick Murphy's on Saturday and three eleven on Sunday. So that's cool. Uh, amber, yeah. amber is the color of your energy on sunday guys oh and actually you guys were talking before um august burns red is from lancaster mm -hmm. yeah and yeah we, we, actually, we, we got some confirmation in there yeah we actually did a beer for them at their uh christmas burns red festival here at lancaster oh nice um then we've got mount hope brew fest uh the weekend after that so that's the second weekend and then we will actually be down with um uh fest on the farm uh with warwick uh june 24th let's go uh, let's go we'll, we'll see you there man yeah, we'll see you there mark <laughs> very cool should be a good time yeah we'll, yeah, par we'll party after the uh, after the fest <laughs> yeah. tom's gonna be an instagram influencer there yeah. i'll be pouring at the rebel hill tent so come see me yeah, super cool. yeah i'll have a selfie stick with uh with a ring light you know the, <laughs> the whole thing the whole the whole shebang um but uh, yeah, Mark, again, thank you very much for coming on. Um, yeah. Guys, go check out Lancaster Brewing. I mean, it's available everywhere. Wherever you're at, go out. Seven states. Yeah. Come on. Grocery stores, beer Sorry, distributors. Sorry, all of our listeners in Ghana. Uh, <laughs> yeah. you, you laugh, but that's true. We have a lot of. It's true. We have a ton we're, of. We we're in the top 100 in Ghana and Nigeria. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You guys can't get it there, but uh, trust us. It's really good. Um, yeah, if you ever come to the States, man, just look us up. Yeah. We'll hook you up. Um, guys, check us out on all social media at Best Best Friends Pod, at Best Best Friends P-O-D. I don't have the soundboard ready. Oh, God. There we go. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash Best Best Friends Pod. Twitch.tv slash Best Best Friends P-O-D. And uh, shoot us an email, uh, bestbestfriendspod at gmail.com, bestbestfriendspod. 
at gmail.com. Uh, guys, thank you all for sticking around. Um, we will see you next week. Dan, I don't know what episode we're on. 163. We're on 163, man. Hey, we got it right. All right, right, everybody. It's best. I put it up there ahead of time for you. Best Best Friends Podcast, episode 163. We out. See you. Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Best Best Friends Pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. This podcast is hosted by two bros. By two bros. So crack a beer and laugh at some videos, videos. Superhuman jump through barbed wire bricks. Fuck this shit. Clang out with little lunchbox. Become a cluggalet, a cluggalet. Sometimes I'm a stouty boy, sometimes lazy. And this podcast is both. So it's all for me. Best best friends pod, hosted by Dan and Tom. Cindy Crawford's a fan. How could you go wrong? So many pods up there were influenced for me. FC. <laughs>